Hello, and welcome to the Post-Rad Cafe. Uh, I'm Sam, and joining me here, as always, is uh, Aaron. How are you doing, man? I'm pretty good. Good, good. Hey, we wanted to create a uh, you know a little introductory episode. Maybe you're new to the show. Uh, you know, you want to kind of see who we are, what's our podcast about, and so that's what we wanted to make here today. So let's just start off with uh, you, Aaron. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I guess for you know going all the way back, just getting into cycling. Um, it was kind of a, a fixed gear thing out here in Arizona. It was a big scene, um, kind of like college time. Everybody was out there. We had sort of illegal races, I guess. Uh, the first one I can think of was called the Central Slayer, and you run to your bike and you just ride down Central, uh, and there's nobody stopping cars, uh, I remember in that a guy dropped his chain right away, crashed right behind me, and then I lost the group ahead because they went um, they went through a red light while a fire truck was coming, and <laughs> wow. I was not at that level of risk. <laughs> so that's crazy. So it's it was fun, um, but it's yeah a whole different thing, and then. A lot of those guys and and myself included kind of migrated a little more into, uh, I guess, more serious or you know however you would want to call it of road biking. Uh, started watching cycling more, and at the time Sagan Sagan was on Cannondale, and I was like, I have to have a Cannondale. So that was my first like real road bike. Had a it's a CAD ten. Um, I remember that bike. Yeah, I held on to it for a while. I had a few before, but I would say, you know, a real bike. Um, you haven't really been super loyal to your bike since. Oh, I mean, you know, I go through all the brands. You know, we got Trek, Cervelo, you know, like it's just whoever's treating me right at the moment. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, you could never afford a Specialized. No, so. who can? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was pretty fun. Um, did a little bit of... I guess we had a little racing team and just did, I don't know, the racing scene's not for me here. If we were talking about it's crit racing. Um, so we had done more like Tour of Tucson and, and things like that, longer races. So that was, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I actually had never heard your uh, cycling origin story, I suppose. <laughs> did, you, did you ride as bikes as a kid or anything? Or like, is that kind of your first foray into bicycles? No, I mean, I always had one. I remember I had probably, I mean, everyone had a Huffy. Dude, so, I had a Huffy. <laughs> he had a Huffy. No, my brother actually used to race uh, BMX, and he had, he had um, what was the big one? Like Redline or Haro or something like that? It was the Mongoose. It oh, was, uh, that, yeah. Maybe it was yeah. a Mongoose. It was Mongoose or something. Well, there's GT. It was a Dino. Dino. dino it was yeah. a Dino. Yeah. That was like the thing. GT was hip out here. So like it had that green and blue sticker and like it was chrome, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, a chrome dyno is like yeah. where it was at too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he did that. And, you know, I mean, everybody just had like a bike, but I never got into it until I was sure. out here. And it was funny. The first bike that I had out here, I remember riding maybe two miles and I was like, this this was long. Like this was, it's crazy. Like. Yeah. When you first start, anything seems just, like,
ludicrous. You're like 20 miles, this, that. And yeah. now it's like 20 miles. It's like, all right, now I'm starting to feel good. Like it's a warm up. Like it's right. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. Cause I mean, it's just progress as well. Sure. Yeah. So my origin story, I, I rode a lot of BMX bikes as a kid. You know, I never did any racing or anything like that, but um, my brother had a, uh, my older brother had a track that was down the street. There was an empty lot that was like a little go-kart track that my buddy's dad had made. And then we just made it into a little little track, you know? So we put jumps and berms and like tabletops and they had start ramps and stuff. So we had a pretty cool little setup and like kids from all over the neighborhood would come and we would just like race on that and like do tricks and like ate a ton of shit, you know? This is why you have much better bike handling and are okay <laughs> with riding in rougher conditions than I am. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, knowing what I know now, my bike handling skills are still shitty, but <laughs> out of our group, I definitely have the best, which is still not saying much. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you had to, we had an inner and outer berm, so you're cutting in the inside lane and you're hitting people at the elbow, you know, kind of the Sagan elbow, you know, and kind of getting disqualified. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I started. And I rode BMX bikes, like, just me and my buddy, we would ride around. I remember as a kid, just like going through the mud and it's raining and we're like, I don't know, we were like nine or 10 and we're just like covered in mud and we're like riding through like up to your, you know, up to our forks in mud, you know, just like, or like we had retention ditches, you know, and so those would flood and collect all the rainwater. And we would just see who could pedal across the whole thing without falling over, you know? And it's like, you're riding up to like almost the top of your wheel and you're just like, just pushing so hard to get across it. And like, yeah, it was just super fun. So like I did a lot of that. And then, you know, I had a little crappy, you know, diamondback little street mountain bike kind of thing that I would ride to work, but kind of got out of cycling. And then I got a little bit more into cycling when I was, you know, in my early twenties and I would ride just kind of for fun just to get some exercise or whatever. And I'd hit the canal in the bike path, you know, and I would go to, I would go like eight miles or something and I'd come back and I'm like, oh man, I'm so exhausted. That was a good ride. I could like feel my quads all pumped up, you know, and I'm like, I checked my average. I'm like, dude, 14, dude, I was crushing it today, you know? And uh, yeah, and then it kind of like started from there uh, and I kind of got into it more and just on a mountain bike, but I started watching, that was like right when Lance came back, right? So it was like 2008, 2009 or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like I've heard of this guy, like, you know, kind of curious, you know, it's like a, it's like, you know, if Tiger Woods came back like he did this year, you know, like it's exciting to watch, you know? And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch this Tour de France thing, you know, and, and kind of see how, what he can do. Like maybe he can win again. That'd be pretty awesome, you know? And so I started watching it and like, you know, it's kind of like NASCAR. I kind of always like compare it to people like, kind of seems boring when you don't know anything about it but as you start to learn about it you just kind of get sucked into the tactics and the team effort and like what's going on and like different segments of the race and I just kind of got hooked on like all the different things that can happen in a race and what goes on you know and um you know watching Contador and like I'd say that's know. when you found your true love Contador, Dude, Contador you're, you're like yeah. lands to get out of the way oh for sure <laughs> I mean I always thought it was cool because it was my first time watching a Tour de France and so you had team Radio Shack and like or I guess it was um Astana then, but like the top five was like all their riders, you know, and I didn't know anything about cycling, you know, like obviously I think there was a team time trial and, you know, the rumor was they put it in so he could win, you know, right, but but the team time trial, so they had all the time, so I didn't really understand the tactics of the first week of the tour was not really much to do with the yellow jersey, so, you know, going into the first week, like half the team was still in the top ten, so I thought they were just like crazy amazing, you know, and you had 
Horner and Lifeheimer and all these. I mean, they all are, right? But, you know, they just had this, you know, pretty strong team. And so I was just kind of hooked on all the different strategies. And so I picked up a, a road bike. I think I picked one up on Craigslist or something. You know, it was, um, I can't remember what it was. It was an Italian bike. Like, I swear you had a Bianchi. Like, when I first met you, because, I mean, you had that, like, Celeste color. I, I thought you really did. I, I don't know. Uh, I had... Well, I got one from MT, right? I got like yeah. some, it was way too small. I think it's like, so I ride like a 56 and I think this thing was like a 52 or, you know, something, you know, he wasn't very tall, you know? So like it was a 52 or a 54 or something. And like I started riding more and like I got like 20, once I started hitting 20 mile rides, I started getting pain because like the bike was way too small, you know? But the bike I had before it was, um, I can't remember the name, it was going to kill me, but it had a little GPS unit on it, you know, and like. The dude I bought it from, and I had clip pedals, and so I had to go out and buy shoes, and you know. And I remember the first time I rode with clip-ins, like my calves and my or my hamstrings were just killing me. Like I made it like a mile, and I'm like, my cat, my my hamstrings are dead. You know, like I was like that actually helps a ton. In a, you know, you kind of develop those muscles, but um, yeah, I had like crappy like track shoes, like Shimano's. You know, like they were like it was awful. And of course, those were uh, those are the first clip shoes I had and they were like uh what are they SPDs or whatever. Yeah. So I just had You never this, moved away. I never moved away from like mountain bike shoes I found out. I had no idea. And um I just I mean, you found was, out today. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. And uh yeah, so I, I had that and yeah, and then I kind of just fell in love with road biking and like like you said like just when you first start out I did like a 7-mile ride and then a 12-mile ride and it just felt so awesome and then like you know, now it's like, you know, you do 20 miles or whatever, and it just feels like you just kind of got started, and, you know, so it's just crazy how it goes, and, like, you, you talk to people at work or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, I rode, like, 40 miles, and, like, their eyes bulge out of their face, you know, and it's like, nothing, you know, like, when you watch professionals, and they're doing 115 a day, or, you know. Just even other more. people, like, around, yeah. like, there's, yeah. I mean, there's always somebody much better, you know. Oh, yeah, especially here, there's a lot of a lot of cyclists here, it feels like. You know, it's obviously, you know, Arizona is a place, Phoenix is a place you can just ride all the time. Like we rode today, it's, you know, we're recording this in December before Christmas, and it's 72, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it, was an, it was an amazing day to ride. I still think it was a better hiking day, but it was still an amazing day to ride bikes. But, um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of got into it, and I just fell in love with just watching cycling and just riding my bike. And I'm not great, but I just love doing it. Yeah, no, I mean, same. I mean, I'm trying to build on that. I mean, we're both too old to really do anything anyways, but it's fun. I mean, we were kind of looking ahead, you know, what we wanted out of just the cycling year for us coming up, uh, talking a little bit, and I think I want to get back into some kind of races. And, you know, like I was saying, I don't like crits, but, you know, I, I want to do... I guess a couple things. I want to ride with some of the more groups out here. We all, you know, have talk about there's, you know, pros, a few pros out here. And so, like, Brandon McNulty's out here. And I don't there's, know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's some really fast guys in, in those groups. So I've ridden with them before, um, but it's still, like, it's not easy. And I think I did... 40 or 50 and I looked at some of the guys that was just part of their ride they you know they did 90 they did 100 yeah. at that pace so you know I'd, I'd like to step it up with that and then I think also yeah do some races do, even if it's 
Tour de Scottsdale, things like that. I, I know there is one stage race out here. Um, like Tour of the Gila or something? Yeah, well, there's Tour of the Gila, which could I've, do as I've well. always wanted to do that. We can. I don't know if I can And do then this there's yeah. Tour of the Sun, which is, the I think, the smaller one. It, it's just maybe a three-day Tour of Gila. It depends what cat you are. They, it's one less day for a lower rank if you're, I think, under a three. Got it. Yeah, I, I, I know of the race. I don't know much about the details. But, yeah, I'm not sure. But either. I always knew it was a race that you could just kind of sign up and do. Yeah. Know, like, so I've always kind of pegged that out in my future if I ever had found people to create a team with and do something. I mean, you know? when I was in Boulder, they get, some of the guys invited me to go ride with them, which was pretty cool. Like, Yeah. Well, talk about that, actually. Like, you know, so you spend a year in Boulder this year and, like, you know, that's a very obvious big cycling scene. And, like, that really helped grow your, your cycling. You know, like, oh, you, you improved it tremendously. Going I around. think, yeah, immensely. Just because, I, you know, I'm more, I guess, a climber just by body type. And so I've just learned to love it. You know, I don't know what, you know, what kind of what came first, but I, I don't know what thing. the hell my problem is. I do not have a climber's <laughs> body at all. Like, I'm kind of more like George Hincappy or something where, like, I'm, like, six foot one, like, you know, 190. Like, I, I am not a climber at all, but I just, that's the only thing I like to do. You know, like, I'm getting a lot better about pulling on the flats and stuff. I've kind of learned to enjoy that kind of the, you know, domestique role, I suppose. But I'm not a sprinter. I'm not great at climbing, but that's what I love, like. You can so just, like, you can, you can, I mean, I guess, you know, we said domestic, but like you can grind it out. You, you can be the one up there in the wind. You can, you don't mind bad weather. You don't like, it's just, I don't know, like a classics hard man. Like that's kind of how it, like I am, what you were saying, you know, I'm like Quintana, like on a, yeah. on a Robe style stage in the tour. I'm like, someone has to protect me because I'm going to get <laughs> shot out the back. No, for sure. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, I definitely have that like. You know, it kind of reminds me of that Hincapie Roubaix where he's just covered in mud. And, you know, it's like, that just seems like my style of writing. You know, like, I love writing in the rain. I love writing, like, cold doesn't bug me. I don't love it, but I'll do it. You know, but, like, I mean, I remember, you know, when I when I did the festive, my first day, like, it was, like, hailing almost. It was rainy. It was wet. And it was, like, 40 degrees. And, like, I got home from my ride. And it was, like, it took me five minutes to warm my fingers up enough to open my door. You know, like. It was a great ride. You know, I just loved it. You know, like, so I, I can see what you're saying. I, I kind of it, forget about that. It's awesome once you once you get through it and do it. It's just, it, it's tough. Like, I mean, and I don't have enough meat on my bones to, <laughs> to, to warm me up. Yeah. I mean, the hard part was, like, you go down some of these streets here and, like, it's just, like, standing water and there's people, like, you know, honking at you and splashing you. And it's, like, I don't know. I just kind of get that enjoyment. Like, Maybe I'm not the only one, but I kind of get that smug sense of satisfaction when I'm sitting at a red light and everyone's in their car and I'm, like, breathing heavily because I'm riding my bike. You know, like, you just can't beat that feeling. It's awesome. And, I mean, I I hate to drive. I mean, you know this. So it's it's just a whole – it's a much more relaxing experience. Um, yeah. But I guess back to, like, the, the Boulder thing, uh, I think what helped me the most was – riding with people basically at race pace and on flats and on like slight rollers the two of the kind of the worst things that I'm I was terrible at um and so I've just been able to pick up that flat speed a lot more than I've ever had um, and by the time that I left I would ride with the Rafa group a lot I was they would just kind of rotate like the leader would do most of the polling and maybe one or two other guys who are the strongest 
and it was me up there for half the ride. So, it's pretty which impressive. when I started, it, it wasn't like that. So, well, I remember when you would do group rides here and like you'd be spit <laughs> out the back, and I'd have to come get you. You know, so yeah. There was like a. a little... I just can't. You know that flat speed. It was just so hard for me to put out that power. No, for sure. Yeah, so, like, I guess another thing to kind of talk about is, like, tell them, you know, we want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, favorite rides or races, race styles. Like, we kind of talked a little bit about, like, we both really enjoy climbing, right? So, like, we love any stage that has vertical in it. You know, we love that in the Tour de France or the Vuelta or any of these races or even the classics, you know. So, you know, I guess I can speak for myself. Like, my favorite types of races when I watch them are, you know, the classics and, like, climbing days i think i'm exactly the same though maybe that's why we get along <laughs> maybe but it, i think the classics and maybe both in a sense is because there's everything to to lose or, or gain on a stage like that the classics because it's one day and that's it and for a climbing day it's you know if you crack or something like that's where somebody which i feel like used to happen a little more often but that's where someone you know they lose three four minutes like you your you know tour is gone like you're no longer uh, you know looking at a podium like you're maybe I'm in the top 10 now like that that was it yeah so, so i think that's kind of the the cool aspect of it and, and i mean just loving attacking well that's I mean, why i love contador you know like but you're right like there is more to lose like on a sprint stage like you don't lose time right so like it's just like it's cool to watch sprints and like I get a little nervous because they're pretty chaotic, especially if, you know, Damar's in them. But, like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of tension going into that. So watching the finale of a, uh, of a sprint stage is, is good. But, you know, any race where, like, something is on the line, right? Like, that's sort of the analogy of why people like football or NFL here in, in the States is, like, there's only 17 games. You know, like, they matter. You know, like, you know, you watch baseball. Baseball is, like, 140. And, like, no one cares. Like, people don't even, like, they, they played three in a row. No one even goes to watch them, you know? So... You know, so it makes sense that I would enjoy, like, the events that have a lot on the line. Like, you know, like you said, like, there's no hiding in a mountain stage. Like, if you're having a bad day, like, you're gone, you know. So, yeah. but they're also just, like, I just enjoy climbing anyway, so I like to watch them. And it kind of just, I can appreciate all the effort they put in. Well, know? and it's just picturesque. Like, I mean, I love mountains in general. Just, we were saying hiking or doing anything. It's, you get those great views. On a flat stage, generally, like, you're not getting that same kind of thing. Well, you, you get it on like the tour or something when the camera pans out to a castle or whatever, which yeah. I like. That's another thing I like. I don't, I've never been to Europe, so like you kind of get to see these cool spots and like now I want to go to Europe just to ride my bike, but you know, you get to see these cool castles and like you kind of can go, I saw that on the Tour de France or, or whatever, you know, the Giro or, you know, whatever you want to, you know, watch. But like we're Belgium, you know, it's just gorgeous, all the yeah. cobbles and everything else, you know. So I, I kind of feel like I missed out a little bit because I didn't get to see a lot of the, Cancelara Tom Boonen races, you know, like you can watch them on YouTube and it's not quite the same, but, you know, Cancelara was another, you know, first favorite of mine, you know, like Contador and then Cancelara, like watching him, like, I guess I have a similar like racing style where like he's just on the front pulling and like, you know, he just has that attitude, but I can't time trail, but yeah, so he was always one of my favorites, you know, and like, so you love Sagan, right? Like, I mean, who doesn't? That guy's a beast, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna say, you know, I was I was there early though. Let's maybe I think first maybe it was the first or second year he was he was doing well. Oh, I remember his. First I mean, he year. was doing he well was, right he off. Was amazing. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's really easy to when someone's winning from the start. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely changed as a writer, right? So like when he first came on the scene, he was just slippery and like 
no one knew really about him. And it's like he would just come out of nowhere and sprints and like take the win. You know, it like, was just raw power. There, it yeah. wasn't you know tactics or you know any technical ability at at that moment. But he could like ride a bike. Like he could. He has such good handling. You know, like you know, you watch some of those tight corners and like he would just slip right through everybody. You know. Yeah. It was pretty cool to watch. So. But anyways, yeah, so do you have any other favorite writers then? Like, you know, who else Who else do you like to, you know, kind of cheer for? Uh, I guess currently, I don't know. I guess I don't have a particular person outside of that. It's probably I, easier to name. Who do you not want to win? Oh, that's easy. It's GVA all the time. <laughs> and, and the only person worse than him is Michael Matthews. Yeah. Oh, man. You know... I remember when, when Michael Matthews won his first tour stage, you know, and he was young and he had that stupid earring, like, Blank. that was cool, you know, <laughs> like, I definitely liked him a lot more than Tyler Farrar or whatever, like, I could oh. not stand that dude, like, I was super stoked when he won on 4th of July, like, I thought that was amazing, you know, but I just couldn't stand that dude, like, I don't know, he was a crybaby, but Blink kind of is the same way, like. He is, and like, he should do himself a favor and stop, like doing these interviews or you know maybe he can't get away with it but he, the things that he says in there he's just it sounds arrogant and you you haven't really won anything and he's just like oh like always comparing himself to like Sagan like in different tier and I'm like you're not in that tier like the yeah. only time I've seen you win really is either I, I think it was a tour stage where there was he had one or two teammates with him. I think it was maybe basically two or three against one, like in Sagan, and he won. I'm like, well, yeah, like, you, you should. do any it was, work or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're tactically far in a better position. And then other state, you know, we're the the Montreal, like, race, and there's nobody there. Like, you, Yeah. And it's, no one's trying to peak for that, or, you know, when he was doing a lot of the Australian stuff, so it's, yeah. It's like you're winning when people are not in form. It's fine, but like you can't talk the way that you talk. Yeah, I mean, look at someone like Greifel like who has apparently you know, like 100 <laughs> wins or something. And, uh, you know, he won a lot of his in like Tour of Turkey and stuff where it's like smaller races. And it's like, but he doesn't have the same ego, you know? Like, he doesn't say, yeah, I mean, yeah, he won big races too. He doesn't say anything. I love Greifel, but he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know, I know him well, yeah. 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 No, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I, yeah, I, I just, I definitely agree. I don't like him either. I don't mind GVA, actually. Like, And, of course, I kind of just like him just to, like, you know, pick against <laughs> you, right? So, you know, I can always... He's gotten a little better because I think he's been put in that position a lot as well where everyone's just leaning on him. And, you know, he'll work and he'll do some polls. Matthew's Not just, very much. Matthews doesn't ever do a pull, and you know he just waits for his team to pull him back. And I'm just, yeah. Right. Well, that's the one thing I don't like about GBA, though. To be fair, is like you'd watch him in some of these classics, well, and he just kind of just always pulls off and like doesn't do a lot of work. That's why I initially didn't like him. I'm just. Yeah. Well, he also didn't like him because he beats the guy. Like pretty much anyone who's a competitor against the guy you don't like. So, you know. Well, I don't know, but I guess yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've kind of learned to like understand that Sagan is kind of like peaked and like. He he's a human side. being. He's, yeah, yeah. He is a human. He's now. mortal. He was amazing <laughs> for a while there, but uh, doesn't last forever. You're gonna have to find. Like you know, when Spartacus retired, I kind of was lost for a few years. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we have the. We were both watching the little cyclocross this morning. Awesome, Vanderpool's. awesome race, and Vanderpool coming nice. back. 
I mean, coming back from that, and he just, he looks spent, and he's just going, and you kind of talking about the Boone and Cancellara, like, watching some of the Vanderpool, Van Art, like, battles when a couple years back, also just amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for that coming up in the future, those yeah. two kind of battling it out in the classics or something. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with those two, but, like, it's a, it's a super exciting storyline, you know, for cycling right now, like, it always seems like every time like these superstars kind of like get to their end, like some other ones just come and take their place, you know. And so, you know, everyone was kind of worried about Tom Boonen and Cancellara retiring, and like then Sagan came out, and then you know Alaphilippe came there's out. You know, like, there's someone. always some up and comer that is just ready to blast it, you know. So that's pretty exciting. So the uh, last little segment is just kind of talking about the podcast, you know, kind of how did we come up with the idea, or why did we decide to do it, or what? I mean, it's not like anyone can come up with the idea of making a podcast. But like, you know, I can only speak for myself, you know, like when I came up with this idea and I, and I told you what I wanted to do, like, you know, besides having you to talk to, like there's like, you know, no one else to talk about cycling with, you know, a lot of the times. And like, as we've, you know, gone and done more group rides, we do expand our, our friend group or whatever. But the day to day, there's just, we just talk about cycling all the damn time, you know? And so we're either texting about cycling or we're talking about it when we're, you know, hanging out or riding bikes. And, like, we're always talking about races and always talking shit about riders or teams or whatever. And, like, I was just like, why don't we just, like, record it and just see what happens? Like, you know, that's kind of my thing is, like, maybe it's interesting to people or maybe it isn't. But, you know, we're already doing it. So we might as well just, like, record it and then spend a little couple minutes editing it and throwing it on the Internet and, like, just seeing what happens. So that's kind of my thing. Like, you know, I just love talking about it. And if I had more time you know, to do it and just, like, watch more cycling and, like, maybe get paid for it in the future or something. Like, I couldn't complain about it. Yeah, and I think we were kind of talking as well. It's nice coming from, I think, you know, hopefully it's interesting enough coming from a perspective of normal people who are going out, like I was saying, maybe trying to race, maybe just trying to get get a little bit better, um, and just the, the, the viewpoint from someone like that, where I think we're, you know, we're on the same level with, with most people. And so it's, yeah. we didn't really see anyone doing that same kind of thing. There's a lot of pros that have podcasts and those are interesting for a different reason, but I don't know, there wasn't that much going on. We're just kind of talking about your experience. You know, we talk about a little bit of our rides you know, we ride today and, you know, hopefully we can expand that and maybe go out, do a, you know, we're talking to some kind of race, talk about that, show a little bit of, you know, our state as well. And, yeah, you know, there's, there's some good stuff out here. I mean, they used to, a lot of pros used to train out here for a reason, so. And they still have winter camps. I mean, obviously for the same reason, it's just gorgeous out here during the winter, but, you know, Mount Lemon is in Tucson and that's, a pretty premier climb, especially for training. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. I just love cycling. So, like, being able to talk about it, maybe we can find people who are just as interested as we are. And, like, like you said, like, the perspective of, like, you know, when you get to, like, the professional level of commentary or even being in the sport, you know, there's a limit to what people can say. And, like, 
you know, I'm not getting paid to do this, so I can kind of just like say what I want. And like, well, we we can talk shit. We about can talk everyone, a little. We can we talk will. a little bit of shit. <laughs> and we, yeah, we will. We're gonna talk a lot of I, shit. Maybe usually like, warranted. Usually, yeah. <laughs> you know, mostly about Matthews. Uh, you know, maybe about Barday. <laughs> oh, Barday. Yeah. We got. You know, we have a few hot hot picks. Uh, we definitely have our 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 writers that we're just not fans of, or teams, or you know, like. So it'll be. We're excited. Like you know, we started we started this project, and you know we're. We're just excited to see where it takes us, like just in the cycling world in general, just you know, meeting new people. So I just think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. And then just for yourself, though, what what are you looking to accomplish on the bike? Yeah, my my twenty twenty goals. I guess, like I, I mentioned, I want to get. You know, I'm still at that point where I kind of have like hard targets and like mileage goals, and like you know, you've done your mileage, and so you're less interested in like numbers and more of just like you know, doing a race or doing more group rides, kind of that kind of thing. So like me, I want to do, you know, I haven't been able to hit 5,000 miles. I don't even think I hit four. I think I had three a couple years ago. No, because I hit four and, and you were excited to hit three yeah. and then it was quickly overshadowed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm looking to, you know, hit four, but I really want to try to hit 5,000 this year. And then kind of similar to your, your you know, 100,000 meters or whatever you did in climbing altitude gain, you know, for the year. I want to do, uh, I think it'd be tough, but pushing 300,000 feet, right? Um, which I think it ends up being like 5,000 a week or something. It's reasonable. I just, my toughest thing is just being consistent on the bike. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on outside of cycling. So, you know, it's tough for me to always be super consistent like you on the bike where you're averaging over 100 to 130 miles a week or whatever like you know if i can hit 100 like i'm pretty stoked so um so that's one goal like i i also want to be able to do more group rides so i I haven't done too many and like i'm probably a b group rider and i wanted my goal is to be able to ride with the a group you know this year i think that'd be cool you know just kind of take you up that extra notch and a lot of it is just being able to ride outside of my comfort zone like i do a lot better in group settings or like if i ride with you or you're faster like it makes me work harder to keep up so when i ride alone i don't have that internal you know time trial thought where i can just push myself to my limits you know i'm either doing like zone two training or doing you know i have something in mind so i want to do that and then i'd like to actually finish mount lemon yeah (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty cool i think we can do that yeah, I want to get to the observatory, right? So there's the town, which I almost have made The cookie to. cabin, you know? Yeah, I've almost made it there, but I'd like to make it to that, and then I'd like to do uh, the whole thing up to the observatory. Nice. Not looking forward to the descent. Oh, no, I hate descending. <laughs> it just goes on forever. I mean, Dude. if you're descending for a half hour, it's just... And it's not even fun, you know? Like, well, the time we did it was windy, which sucked. But like, you know, so, there, I think it's called like windy point on one of them for a reason. Yeah. I just don't like descending. Like, it's fun for a little bit, but you're right. Like, this Mount Lemon for everyone that doesn't know, it's it's 20 miles. And it's like almost a consistent 4.9% gradient or 5. Something right Or around. more, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't dip below that very, very often. No. Like, it's not like a lot of climbs where it's up and down. Like, this is just straight climbing for 20 miles. And like, you know. It's a super great climb. It's super fun, but it's just not that fun to descend. No, because it's it's not. I mean, there's scenic areas, but it's not you know twisty like some of them can be, and it's it's pretty wide, which I guess is good. I don't think there's a lane going down. There's a lane going up, which you couldn't use a lane going down anyways. It'd be too fast. But 
yeah, it's just not ideal. Maybe maybe we'll get picked up at the top. <laughs> That'd be nice. Like last time. That was, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, she's she's a great woman. You know, just kind of, <laughs> hey, we need you to meet us at the top of Mount Lemon. Yeah. At about 11.30 or whatever. Yeah, just ignore know. the uh, hours worth of traffic that it took you to get up here because it was closed for a race. <laughs> Dude, we did not do any research that day. We just showed up. We just like got an Airbnb and just showed up, and then it happened to be the same day they were doing a half marathon, and that whole like thing was closed to traffic. And luckily, the cops or the race directors or whatever let us go up it. You know, like awesome though, because there was no cars for the oh, majority yeah. of it all the way up. Yeah, we got there like right when the race was getting close to ending. Like everyone was on the descent, so we got to go. But it was a great up uphill. But yeah, anyway. Well, that about wraps up our intro show. Hopefully, you know, we we got you hooked as a viewer if you made it all the way uh, to this part of the uh, podcast. So we're excited. You know, this podcast idea is, you know, I'm pretty pumped for it. I just think it, you know, just goes, I just think it's going to be super fun. Yeah, I think it's going to, it's going to get rolling and then it's, it's going to be good because it's going to take us off with the start of the season. And I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys. All right. See you.